Hi, I'm Siggy, born and raised in St. Catharines, Ontario, and now living in the nation's capital of Ottawa. And I'm Jesse, born in Manila, Philippines, raised in Toronto, Canada, and schooled all over southwestern Ontario. You're listening to the Hala Hala Podcast, a delicious mix of pop culture and the Filipino-Canadian life. Before we start our podcast, we'd like to acknowledge the lands we're podcasting on. I'm podcasting from the traditional lands of the Huron-Wendat, the Seneca, and most recently, the Mississaugas of the Credit River. And I'm podcasting from the traditional unceded territory of the Algonquin and Ishpeg people. Welcome to our taste test episode where we sample something fresh from the pop culture buffet. And then we'll tell you what we think. On this episode of the taste test, Jesse samples Panay Tayo's 7,000 Islands Filipino mm-hmm. Night Market, which was recently held on June 16th and 17th in Scarborough, Ontario. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. What did it taste like? Mm. You know, I thought <laughs> about this and I couldn't. It, it's so funny. It just entered my mind and it was like, and it couldn't shake my mind. Like that after I left the event, I all I kept thinking about was Longanisa. Longanisa, mm-hmm. Longanisa, Longanisa. <laughs> For those of our hollow hollow pop culture listeners that don't know, it's a, traditionally a breakfast sausage, usually mm-hmm. both savory and sweet and greasy, depending on the regional variety that you like. And longanisa is not only sweet and savory, it's very greasy, especially <laughs> after you cook it. And for me, I don't know about you, but I'm sure it probably means the same for you, Sigs. It evokes lots of feelings of comfort and home. Especially kind of coming back from university, back to Scarborough, back to Toronto for that matter, where the next day my mom would be like, let's have Filipino breakfast. And it would be garlic fried rice, eggs, and longanisa or, you know, longsalog as they say today. That's when you say home. And listeners, Kuya hits the nail on the head. You wake up and the smell of synagogue. Mm. Right? Yes, you right. smell that. You don't even, your mom doesn't even have to tell you, you know it. And you're like, you pad downstairs in your pajamas and there's a pot, you know, a wooden spoon, and you just mm-hmm. you know, scoop up some rice, the egg, cafe. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you're lucky, there's pandasal too, and you just have it. I, I can smell what yeah. you just described. It's a morning, it's home. It takes me home. It gives me a feeling of home when I hear that. And it's so evident. It's so it's visceral. That's the word. It really it's is visceral. visceral. Yeah. And just kind of like the redness and pinkness of this sweet, savory sausage. And again, lots of grease. <laughs> you have to have a bite. If you've never had it a works. bite, you have to have a bite. And it is fantastic. And sometimes just enough charring, just enough charring mm. to kind of mm. give it that kind of crispy taste. Like longanisa. The 7,000 Islands Filipino Night Market had a familiar feeling of home and also a certain sweetness and greasy spoon feeling (laughs) that filled the Scarborough night air. And the flavor profile of Longanisa is rich and it is also purposely extra sweet so that it can be accompanied against that synagogue fried rice that you were talking about with Mm. that right amount of salt. And I would say that this night market had all of that. There was sweetness galore. There was salt in the air. There was (laughs) lots of fun to be had. And then you can also smell that whiff of grease frying away in the background. It was just great. And so certainly what this night market tasted like was like longanisa to me. You just painted a lovely picture. Now, was it worth the actual calories? I would say worth it if you can get in right at 4 p.m. Oh. The whole festival started from 4 p.m. And, and goes till 11 p.m. Mm-hmm. And if you don't get there right at 
4 p.m., the lines got larger and larger. So oh I think goodness. it's worth the actual calories if you can get in right away. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, Six, I was quite frankly surprised at how popular it was. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Expecting, but there was like tons of lines, tons of people, and like tons of varieties of Filipino Canadians and their supporters. I expected to see just Gen Xers, just like yourself and myself. Yeah. Many millennials as well as Gen Xers and baby boomers or, you know, people that are parents age. And there was just Mm. a lot of fun family excitement and energy. And let me just say what kind of added to it as well was a lot of, I call it karaoke, but really there were like lots of live shows. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know what I would say cruise-like singers, like really great <laughs> singers singing hits of the 80s, 90s, and and beyond. And then there was a lot of Hawaiian <laughs> dancing. So that's Ooh, really nice. entertaining. Yeah, for sure. It was very nice. Oh, well, I mean, it's June. It's June, for it's sure. It's June. Come and it was on. mild. You know, it wasn't so hot that yep. it's like, oh my gosh, get me it's out terrible. of here and I need three hollow hollows. It, it was nice it was, and cool this weekend. So cool. that was, was perfect. Cool enough for the weekend. Yeah, for sure. Now, what did it remind you of in the pop culture buffet? I thought about this. And, you know, it certainly is a night market. So it reminded me of a Hong Kong night market. And I just remember our friend Victor, who currently lives (laughs) in Hong Kong, would take me and my parents to a bunch of night markets looking for Jade, which was fantastic. (laughs) So it has that kind of stall by stall feel. But Mm. because the stalls, some of the stalls, or I would say half the stalls or over half the stalls, were the size of food trucks, I felt like it was a Hong Kong night market that met a food truck festival, all with Filipino flair and style and became this Filipino night market. And the food trucks just gave it a a North American feel for the entire fair. And yet there were so many Filipino restaurants there that were represented through food trucks and stuff like that. Yeah, there was Isla's and Arsenio's and there's this night baker that makes lots of like Buko pandan mm. crinkle cookies and mm. and also ube crinkle cookies and the there was true north and bao mama and canto by tita oh Smith. my gosh and wow. two parties that our friend jen barcelona had told us earlier in this month for filipino oh, yes. heritage month so it was like lots of representation and there were so mm. many food trucks to get to the problem was this is, is that i didn't get there in time and so there were lineups everywhere so if i had to do this all over again and i know the questions come up and you can still ask it, <laughs> I would come earlier next time for sure. But reminded me of basically a Hong Kong night market and a food truck festival all in one. Alrighty. Now, what else did you appreciate about it? Yeah, I have to say what I really appreciated about it was each of the food trucks and food vendors took the brief of making handheld foods both edible and walkable. Oh, so, that's helpful. Yes. So you could get it. You didn't necessarily always have to be at a table wolfing something down and then getting to the next food truck. Like you could literally walk around in your little kind of dish, shallow Mm -hmm. dish while you're eating your longanisa sliders or your longanisa burgers or having your manila hot dogs. It was fantastic. So again, Mm -hmm. edible and walkable and accessible like i love that and you can tell that there was a lot of care taken when re-presenting filipino flavors in a new package and so mm-hmm. i was really intrigued by this sisu tacos over at ursinio's kitchen I, yeah. and i also have to say that i appreciate how there were a lot of common traditional street foods that you can find all over the philippines and in fact 
there was an overrepresentation of Taha. And oh, I was really? my mom about that. Yes, it was so amazing. That's and so yet, fun. And yet we couldn't get enough of it. And there was like beef mami paras and stuff like that. So you could also get traditional stuff, but also newly packaged flavors in different accessible, familiar North oh, American global kind of packaging in some ways. I have to say, if they really put thought about being able to walk and making it portable, then that's good. So you can keep on going, seeing the site, see what else it has to offer it's while smart. holding something. Because, you know, we always have to, I'll stick at a table, you get in line, I'll yeah, stay yeah. right here. But that's smart. That's it's good. smart. It was really smart and clever. Would you sample it again? Wholeheartedly, yes. I would bring <laughs> my appetite and more if I could. And I would go early so I can go to all the food trucks and not just a few. That's my only regret is that when I got there, it was around about 8.39 Oh, and wow. I felt like I couldn't sample it all. I just want, I was like a kid in the candy store. I want, I want to go to this, this food truck. I want to go to this. Total, 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 I want this. Huge. I want yeah. this. Next I'll, time I'm going to bring double my appetite and go right at four and then just start going. How were the prices? You know, typical food reasonable? Truck prices. Yeah. Well, you know, like, I mean, I think in these inflationary times, everything looks unreasonable. So mm. for like the Manila hot dog, it was around about $10. Okay. So we can all look at it and think, oh, you could probably pay $5 for that. But you're not going to go through chopping the coleslaw and then no, making no, no. kind of yeah. like a garlic fried adobo topping mm. to then go on mm. top of your hot Like no one's going to do that. So as no. far as I'm concerned, yeah, it the was reasonable. Yeah. It's like $10. 10 to 12, dollars right. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, so some of the ice drinks were around about six, seven, eight dollars. That like, sounds about right. Yeah. And they were huge, right? Like they weren't mm. kind of, they were the size of venti glasses at a Starbucks, basically. Oh, that's worth it. That's really yeah, good. I, I, I thought it was worth it too. To whom would you recommend mm. this lovely night market? First and foremost, to any foodies out there, yeah. if you love food and you just love sampling, like this is the place to be. And when I kind of think about pop culture, anyone that likes Guy Fieri's diners, dives, <laughs> and dives, or nice. the equivalent, Jason and Dino's Late Night Eats. I think if you like either or both, and you're a foodie, you would love this Filipino night. Oh, I mean, you, you can't go wrong with Jordan and Dino. Like, let's, let's be honest. Of Filipino, born in yes. Canada. Yes. Raised in Cali. Right. It's all you good. Know, Living in New York. Lips. That's right. Absolutely. Life. Yeah. That sounds so tasty. My mouth is watering. I need longanisa. I think you yeah, just you totally like <laughs> painted like a beautiful picture for night markets. And, and no wonder they're like, oh, rigueur. And especially during Filipino Canadian Heritage Month. Right. Folks, right. if you have any questions, please email us at halohalopopculture at gmail.com. We're on Twitter. Our handle's at Hollow Hollow Pop, and our Instagram is at Hollow Hollow Pop Culture. Let us know about any other night markets that we should be going to. Yes, please let us know. And as this is our last episode for Filipino Heritage Month, Siggy and I wanted to wish you all a happy Filipino Canadian Heritage Month this month Absolutely. of June. Absolutely. Finally, we receive editorial feedback from Mary Beth Badian. Our musical theme is by Chel Turingen. We'll see all of you guys again real soon. See you guys soon. <laughs>